everyone. We're back for another episode of Skidoris. Hi, guys. Um, I have, um, my dear friend, Bailey Gates. Hi, guys. How's it going? <laughs> Bailey is currently also, painting her nails. And I am. It's okay. I'm trying to. I'm trying to multitask. We all got um, plans later. I don't know. I will say when I do try multitask with painting my nails, I have to focus so much because it's so hard to do Absolutely. my right I like hand. the color that you're choosing. I actually was going to do the same, but I actually need to file my nails first before I do that. So Astros. Um, oh, I love it. It actually <laughs> kind of looks peach in the camera though, I will say. Is it kind of oh, peachy? It is kind of peachy. It's okay, going to match like my it. outfit for later. Okay. She's, she has golf plans. So, um, yes. we are, yeah, we got, we got a busy weekend. So we're kind of recording at a different time mm-hmm. than typical, but so glad to be back. Last episode we had on one of my good friends, Sierra, and, um, it was really nice. I felt like the conversation like took a turn for the worse. Like Bailey probably thinks we went go to like a crazy high school. Um, <laughs> I was and- just very shocked about the experiences you all had as teenagers. I was also like, I was definitely such a nerd in high school and just had my very small group of, of friends that was, that we were all nerdy. So it's just okay. a different, I loved it. I loved hearing yeah. about your experiences. Well, I guess it's good that you didn't have to experience like a hit list and stuff. So. No, that's valid. That's valid. That was not an experience that I had. Um, I'm eternally yeah. grateful. I am sorry that y'all went through that. And um, yeah. We're all good though. But, we're all good. And, and you talked about how like now as adults, gross. Look at yeah, that. absolutely. Go and I always, and I think, I mean, we talked about it on like the podcast, but I am grateful that like he, you know, what's that, that, what's that one movie where he goes back, like anybody that calls and apologizes, like he turns around and he like marks their name off of a hit list. What movie? Oh, it's like, I haven't seen the movie, but I feel like I know what you're talking about. It's with, I don't um, know. Was it like Billy Madison or something? I know it's with Adam Sandler, whatever movie it was, but that's literally what it reminds me of. Is like anytime somebody calls you to like apologize for how they treated you, he like oh, turns around right. and marks them off the head. But I am, yeah, I am grateful that like that guy knew that he should have apologized years later. And yeah, I mean, I will so have to say it's actually really interesting that we're talking about this because I was just talking to a friend of mine while playing golf, and um, I was saying that I hold on to like grudge sometimes mm-hmm. sorry my phone's serving I hold on to grudges sometimes um and he suggested I read this book about how like when you hold on to a fence you're actually just hurting yourself and I've been reading through it and taking notes and I'm like all right well you know what I actually don't like this book I am offended because <laughs> I, I still am have offended. hold on to that fence yes I'm like what the heck I'm offended that you think I need to read a book about being offended because this is targeting me I, I don't like, like it. I feel so like it's just really funny. Um, but yeah, there's that. I just thought it was hilarious. So uh, shout out to my friend who's been throwing some hard truths my way, but also how dare you? Nope. Right. It's okay. You're going to accept it eventually and it's going to be okay. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Anyways, but today we are not Anyways. talking about offense. Actually, yeah, we are we're not talking, talking about offense. <laughs> This is great. What a great segue in. It kind of is. Like it it, it is. all kind of naturally goes together. But yeah, so Bailey and I were talking about kind of when we had Sierra on and I just felt like it was such good information. It's, it makes me so happy to hear and know that she's raising some really good kids in this world yes. um, to, to be kind to individuals who might have differences. So that's always so special. Um, and just to see her be a mom. It's so cool. But um, 
yeah, so from that episode, we wanted to talk about just maybe some stories or a story that you and I have working yeah. in education of like, uh, I guess where we've had to advocate. It's actually really interesting because when I went to my doctor's appointment yesterday for my teeth, the lady was like, she was giving me all this information. She's like, I just want you to know, like, I'm only doing this because I want you to know like everything about it. So you don't ever feel like you're in the dark about like your yeah. payment and your, like your process and your treatment and stuff like that. And then she's like, I just want you to be able, I just want to advocate for you. And I was like, oh my gosh, Aww. I feel that to the core because I do that in my job. Like my job is to advocate for kids. And then she talked about like, well, what do you do? And I said, I was a speech pathologist and she was like, oh, and I said, you know, my job is to advocate so parents know, like, I have mm-hmm. their best child or their child's interest in mind always. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we kind of talk about advocacy in that aspect. But so anyway, side note, um, but we thought we wanted to maybe share a story about how we've had to either advocate or talk to parents about how mm-hmm. um, they should essentially protect their child and maybe r- realizing that what's maybe being proposed to them is not the best thing for them because the campus says or whatever and it's almost like unconscious bias right like we kind of talked about that one where it's like oh you're labeled autistic and it's like oh my god the child can't come here yeah yeah or there's like Um, the stereotype and I think people you know there are stereotypes about everything and I think when people hear autism or learning disability or down syndrome they kind of like function and go straight towards that stereotype and I think it's just lack of knowledge or exposure but um like ultimately yeah really hurtful for yeah. kids just and like it's funny damaging right and it's funny because we, we we hear it a lot in education where it's like disability does not drive placement disability mm-hmm. does not drive placement and then I hear all the time where it's like oh he's autistic he needs to go into a behavior class and I'm like wait a right. minute you did exactly. said what you just said and it's one of my favorite things about a previous district was every single kid that was deaf and hard of hearing they were like oh he has to go to this campus because that's the only campus that can serve those kids and you're like actually actually <laughs> it should be everybody that's right yeah and I it's just again it goes back to that like yeah unconscious bias or just like I mean and maybe even sometimes conscious bias like let's call it yeah. out there are times where people are like I just don't want to deal with that right to another campus or a different oh place oh my gosh yes yeah. it's so true so we wanted to share a story so I have one because I was actually going through my phone and found a screenshot of a text I got from a dad so I have a story mm-hmm. Bailey do you have one I do I think I do I you do, do. literally <laughs> 10 so- years service you have one okay I have start. a story okay so um and basically just in considering like advocating for a student to have the access they should have so this was um obviously in a school district in Texas and I uh in this district um and I will say I this is also an advocacy for universal pre-k we should just literally have universal pre-k for kids um all kids but this kiddo was visually impaired and we had actually provided um, in the state of Texas students who are birth to three and have disabilities can receive services through what we call early childhood intervention. And so um, there's like a variety of agencies across the state. If you need help finding one, send us a request and we'll get you your agency. But um, so we, for deaf and hard of hearing and visual impairments, because it's such a low incidence disability, we actually um, send our school district teachers to provide the DHH and BI service for ECI students. Um, 
just because the agencies don't have the teachers, right? So um, we had this kiddo, he was visually impaired and he um, was getting evaluated, getting ready to go and um, was identified as a student with a visual impairment and a speech impairment. And so again, we don't have universal pre-K, it's a problem. So for this kid, um, had he been like a speech only is what we call it when it's just speech, um, he would have been eligible for drop-in services, but he couldn't have actually gone to school. So basically like parents would have had to pay for pre-K or put him in a program and then he could go get drop-in speech on the days that was scheduled with the SLP, but he's visually impaired. And so we were like, that's a special ed service. He needs to be in school. He needs to go. And so um, in creating the IEP and working together, like I thought I was clear, this may also be an issue of my own clarity in, in explaining, but I'm like, you know, yeah, this kiddo looking at his evaluation, there's no like indication that he would need ECSE, early childhood special ed, um, in the sense of like being in that special ed classroom right, that special ed placement, he would be able to be in the general education setting with his same age peers, but he would need to be pulled for his speech and his BI services. So we get ready, we get to the IEP, and we're sitting in this meeting, and we're going through, and they're like, and all of this is going to be provided in the early childhood special ed classroom, and this mom starts bawling, just sobbing, and she's like, wait, she's like, I don't understand what is going on, like, he doesn't need that level of special education support. Like he needs speech, he needs the VI services, but he's, he knows his letters, he knows his shapes, he is drawing, he is writing letters, like all these things, you know? Um, and yeah, she's just kind of losing it. And so we pause the ARD and, um, you know, like table decide to come back and I'm telling y'all, okay, so we had to come back in 10 days. I think it was like a week and a half that we finally came back together. That week and a half was legitimately just me going to any and every person in the district being like, I am sorry, this kid is going into gen ed pre-K. <laughs> like, like, I get it. I, I know we have tuition based. I know we have, but this family, like we are legally bound to provide them with faith, a free and appropriate public education. And looking at all of his data, what is appropriate for him is general education pre-K. And because he qualifies under special ed, you cannot charge him to access that environment. Like you just can't. Um, and so, yeah, it was just such a weird situation to see even, even people in the special education department who were like, no, we don't do that here. And I'm like, we need to do that here. Are you kidding me? Like, what is wrong with you? We should be doing that here. So, um, but long story short, I actually connected with the principal and kudos to this principal because she was incredible. And I was like, look, you and I both know what this kid needs. And she's like, Bailey, I will make it happen. It's going to happen. We're going to do it. And so into the gen ed pre-K, he receives his VI and his speech services. This was uh, probably a few years ago. So he's probably out of pre-K now, but um, he's doing great and he's adorable. And his mom was the best. No, that's so sweet. And it's so, it's funny when I always hear like, oh, we don't do that here. Like I was on a call yesterday and somebody was like, oh, we don't do that in Texas. And I was like, you guys really ought to just zip it. Because yeah. like, we don't, like I get that Texas has like other rules, like commissioner yeah. rules and stuff, but like overall arching, there is a federal obligation federal that law. we have. Yes, to special ed students. And it drives me yeah. crazy when I hear that. But good for you for like, 
saying like, no, this is what's going to freaking happen. Well, and what makes me laugh is it kind of reminds me of what you were telling me before we got on where when people say that it's like, okay, show me in the law where that is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Y'all high end. It's it's not real. <laughs> Anytime someone's like, this is, oh, it says that. Okay. Show me where it says that actually. Right. Show me. And that's kind of what I was thinking because I'm like, show me where it says that this kid cannot access pre-K and that we don't right. do that in the right. law, not in right. like district policy of like, Correct. this is when we charge and this is when we don't. Yeah. Where in the law does it say that? Because the right. law that I'm reading says free and appropriate public education. <laughs> like that's the law I'm looking at, girl. That's all, and that's all we need to know though. Like right. it's not my fault that you guys want to charge people for pre-K. Like right. I- like, I'm I, sorry. And again, right. I'm just a huge advocate for universal pre-K because I do think it is of paramount importance. But like, while we're not there right now, please don't say we don't do that here. Do it's that the here. law. No, yeah. ma'am. It's not the law. Right. I promise. I promise. I promise. It's, it's so great. And Bailey and I like will literally, so obviously there are stories daily. And this is really, again, I just want to preface that like, this is no shade to anybody. It's, you don't know what you don't know. Like, so I get that. And if you're used to doing something and nobody's ever like tried to correct it or tried to provide support, like I get it. You're just going to continue to do it. And like, we only grow through mistakes and like learning from those mistakes. Right. Like, yeah. You just gotta, you just gotta listen to maybe the person that's trying to tell yeah. you, but, <laughs> but maybe I'm really trying to help you out, girl. <laughs> Not in any mean way. I'm just literally trying to help us all. Um, but what cracked me up is like Bailey and I will text, like I literally, like Bailey will text me and she'll just be like, hi, Ann, help. And she'll give <laughs> me a scenario and then we'll, I'll answer. And then I do the same thing to Bailey. Bailey, tell me, yeah. I'm, tell me if I'm crazy. Like, and I do it because <laughs> I just want to make sure that I haven't lost my marbles. Because sometimes the things that are said and done, I know, like, it's almost like, did I read that wrong in the legal jargon? Because last time I checked, it did not say that. Like, (laughs) so Bailey and I will literally get a kick out of it because Bailey is always like, you know, like whenever we're giving each other scenarios, I'm like, Bailey, what would you do? And she's like, I'm, I would do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, okay, great. Like I'm not, I'm not leading anybody. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not leading anybody to give me the right answer I just want to know what they would do in this situation so it's so funny because we always are on the same page but it's so good there is nothing I love more than when Hyann just says (laughs) Bailey and that's it and I'm like oh there's something good coming and I cannot wait (laughs) (laughs) and it's true and then I love it when you do the same thing you're like Hyann and I who like what now (laughs) right oh and it's so but it's like the headache. It's such a headache. And yes. um, it's always interesting when people like say like, oh yeah, the law does say this. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm waiting for you to show me. And when mm-hmm. you do, we can have a discussion about it. But if you can't, right. I'm sorry, we're going to yeah. go this way. But yeah. anyways, okay. So that's hilarious. So um, okay. So my story about it, and it makes me kind of sad initially when I think about it, but this kid, I was at this elementary school Um, in a previous district and he like everybody kept reporting that like this child had like and this is maybe not even like arguing with least restrictive environment it was just it was just advocating for the right environment for the child so Mm -hmm. this he was a young boy I think he was in like fourth or third grade um and they kept saying he was like a behavior student, like something's wrong with him. He's behavior, he's behavior. He acts out, he does this. And every time, like I would see him in the hallway, he was so sweet. So 
it yeah. was one of those things where they were like, hey, and like, do you mind like just going to observe? Can you go check it out? Like have a conversation with him. And I will say like, when I first met him, he was like, I would ask him, you know how we talked about like, oh, you would like low key screen kids, like right. while you're having a conversation. I did. And it did alarm me at that time. Like, oh, something is going on. Like he's not, he's not getting any of these questions right or whatever it was. And so um, based on like kind of his grades and stuff, we initiated a, a, an evaluation because we were concerned that there was like a language um, deficit or like a learning disability. Well, then we evaluate and the kid is genius. Like, oh, I tested him like scores he in the bored. 90s. Oh, well, that's probably one of them too. And just like, like had such high scores that I was like, shocked that it wasn't the same kid that I saw so I did kind of alert the team like hey like make sure you're observing multiple times because this is not the same kid I saw the first day right like this it's he's literally night and day difference and I do know like the family was going through like I think a divorce a legal situation like he wanted to be with dad a lot mom wasn't in the picture like there was a lot going on in this in in him and The campus, I think, had already decided, though, like, he's emo- emotionally disturbed. Like, he's mm-hmm. emotionally disturbed. He just needs to go into a behavior classroom and get him out of here. Because at that campus, right. they didn't have a behavior classroom. And so, like, all of that was being done. And, like, they thought he was, like, on the spectrum. And he wasn't. Like, it was just a lot. And I think I, I think finally they, they identified him as a child with an emotional disturbance, which is fine. So, it's like, there's a lot going on. He has a lot going on in his life whatever, but I never saw him act out or whatever. And I just remember the dad calling me and like sobbing. And he was just like, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I know that they want to put him in a behavior classroom. I know, but I also think that he can function in a general education classroom with like, with support. Right. And I agreed with him. I, cause I never saw like what they would say. And it, but, and it was kind of the, the bias that I already felt like they had on him. Like, oh, he's just a behavior kid. Like just, we're not, we, we don't want to deal with this. Yeah. And it just made me so sad because the dad was just like, I don't know what to do. Like I, th- there's nothing like he, he does not act like that at home. He's like, home, such a bright kid. yeah, yeah. And so he's just like, what do I do? And I, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but in my honest opinion, I just said, like, I don't think this school is the right fit for him. I think you have to, like, and I don't know if it was like his zone campus or, cause I think it was like a magnet school. Like, so you can get, so I was like, I just don't think this school is the right fit for him. And I'm sorry. Like, I hate to say that out loud because I work for it and I love that school, but I also feel like when you're identified with a disability, sometimes teachers can't look past that or people can't look past it. And it's not to be mean. Like it's, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that to be negative or shady, but it's just, I felt like with this particular kid, it was never going to get let go. Like it was like, mm-hmm. he needed to leave or else, or else situation. Yeah. He's not going to learn. So the dad did, he like made a really difficult decision and he was like, okay, I'll go to the another school. Transfer. Yeah. And he went yeah, to another it- school. And it's so sad because I, I agree with you. Like, I think I remember telling a story a few weeks ago about my kid that actually is one of my favorite students I've ever had. And he, like his mom and everything after he graduated was like, thank you so much for all the help, whatever. And the first thing I was told about him when I started work, my first day at the school was, yeah, he's a behavior student. He headbutted a teacher last year and like broke her tooth, like her tooth came out. And I was like, okay. And so I was expecting 
something so different. And then when I worked with him and when he was in my class, like, yeah, he would have his moments where he'd shut down, but he was never physical. He was oh, yeah. never, mm-hmm. you know? And so it was just so interesting because I was like, there was already this like preconceived bias of who this kid was and how he was going to act. And so like, nobody wanted him on their case yeah. or anything. And it is, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's unfortunate that that happens, happens. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because it is again, like you're just, pigeonholing this kid almost yeah. and setting them up for failure you know um yeah typically I feel like that it's not it's not exactly who they are no like absolutely you know clear reasons they're acting out right like this kid's like gifted and maybe he's just yeah. freaking bored like he needs right. to be I don't know like it just yeah so. yeah so yeah, I agree. And so he did he made a difficult decision to leave and he went to another campus. I don't know if they like of his IEP, because again, I wasn't involved in the IEP when he transferred, but I don't know if he ended up being placed in a behavior classroom or whatnot, but I did. So I, I checked in on him like after he had left and I was just like, Hey, I wanted to check in and see how he's doing. And so his dad sent me a picture and this was literally in 2017. This is, I, literally have, I still have this screenshot because I, you know me, I journal. And so these things mean a lot, but he just put, Hey there, he likes his new classmates, enjoying the classroom teachers, and only had one meltdown when he went to his new school. Look he told that. several people that he feels happy. The medication helps a lot. He did He did mention, I think he, he isn't being challenged enough. Um, and then he's like, we both feel so much at peace with the new changes, and I can't thank you enough for all you've done for him and myself. And then, but God bless you, and may he continue to use you. May you may <gasps> you make the world a better place. And I was like, oh, so that. freaking sweet. I know. But like, you know how you were talking about how like, remember that one family that came and, or like that mom that came and brought you flowers because she was like, yes. you're the only one that's ever helped me. That like is so, it means so much because then you're like, okay, I'm doing the right thing. You know what I, I mean? Like, yeah, I'm making yeah. a difference. Yeah. Like, I remember with that same kid I was talking about when he, so he actually, after he graduated eighth grade, which is the last year that I had him, went to Texas school for the deaf. Um, and I remember they FaceTimed me the day he moved into his dorm and he was like, oh, showing me his dorm. yeah, and it was so cute. And then like with graduation, they sent me like their graduation announcement. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, um, and it's so sweet. Cause you get to be a part of that. Yeah. yeah. It's just so nice. I think what it is, is like, I, I think that like the day to day of just doing this work, whether you're teaching or an admin or a paraprofessional or whatever you're doing, like the day-to-day can get hard and tiring. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's like the text messages like that, or like getting a random graduation announcement, you know, that you're like, oh, I did make a difference to the point that even now, years later, like you remember and and I care, you know, it's just, that's the part that I'm like, is so worth it in these kind of jobs. Absolutely. And I do want to make a point. Like, I don't think the teachers in this sense, like it was them. I think yeah. that it came away above them. Like, I think it was a, a call that other people were making for them and their hands were tied in a sense because God, that campus had the, like, there is a reason I stayed there for like four years. That campus was amazing. Like teachers were great. So good. Like listened, especially with referrals, like they would always have what they needed. Like it was a great campus. I think it was called made from other people, which makes me sad. And that's like the reality of it. That is unfortunately sometimes the reality. Yeah. Right. It is. But then you get like, when you work with some people, it's just like, wow, like you get it. You, you You, get it. Yeah. 
So that's my story too. I love it. I know. I just love it when I will say like, again, it's just so nice when it works out and when, I don't know, you can get kids what they need. And then you see later, like, oh, that was the right call. That wasn't. I think just sometimes those stereotypes or that like unconscious bias, it like, it causes like us to limit Mm -hmm. other people. Yeah. So, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's nice to be like, no, look at this kid. They didn't I need know. that. They needed this. It was. I know. I know. Oh, it's like what Rosalind had shared too about that. Everybody kept thinking that kid was uh, emotionally disturbed, but he was really yes. on the spectrum and he needed yes. just different modalities to communicate. I'm like, communicate. Yeah. Exactly. So people that do that work is like literally God's work, truly, like oh, special right. teachers and all of that. It, it really is such a difficult job, but it makes me happy to be part of like really good teams like that. Yes. And that actually that comment about Roz reminds me too. And we need to have a whole episode about this, just like misidentifying students, because I remember, um, I was working with a charter school actually. Um, and I like for deaf ed services, because they had a kiddo that was, um, identified as autistic Mm -hmm. and, she went to this charter school with an IEP and an FIE from a school district that I identified her as autistic. And then they were like, we're not seeing any of that. And she went to the doctor. She was profoundly deaf. Yeah, she was oh just deaf. Yeah. And so this whole time they had like misdiagnosed and, and misidentified and were providing her with autism services when legitimately the child could not hear. Oh. And they were like, she doesn't make eye contact. She doesn't communicate. She, and I'm like, She's literally deaf. <laughs> like she can't hear you. She ain't gonna look at you because you're not you. doing anything. That she can yeah. Like it was so wild. And so then we sent a teacher of the deaf over there to start working with her. And I'm not kidding. Within probably about six months, like kiddo was signing and involved. And I'm just like, but this whole time, freaking, they thought she was autistic. What? Right. I'm like, did no one do a hearing screening? I'm sorry, what? I was just about to ask you that. What happened to the hearing screening? Girl, it was wild. It was They're probably wild. like, I oh, don't she's know. autistic. She's not going to sit for and a hearing I, when screening. When I tell you who actually did this eval and diagnosed her as autistic off this call, you're yeah. going to be like, oh my gosh. And I'm going to know why, right? I don't know why. You're going to be like, what the heck? Yeah, People I was shocked. I was like, how right. did we get through without a hearing screening? But then I think they were like, well, the concern is autism. So like, we'll do a gross hearing, like gross pass. And I'm like, what? And they probably didn't do it though. That's the problem is you didn't do it. Yeah. It was wild. And it was years after she was identified that they found out she was deaf. (laughs) You know, what's so great. Like, Like, I felt like it was such a good like we were having some feel good moments as much as I love the job. It does stress me out when I hear stuff like that. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, don't we have but the feel good part of that? Life? I will say the feel good part of that is like, look at this girl go. She is <laughs> amazing. She is doing great. And we got her the services she needed to address the fact that she was deaf, not well, autistic. Right. I appreciate you adding that caveat because <laughs> Bailey brought my blood sugar down because what? <laughs> my serotonin right I'm gonna lose my mind people are just crazy 
there was that yeah but anyways all that to say like you got to get kids what they need and you got to get kids what's right for them that's the right thing in the right environment around good people that care about them because you know I think we've had discussions too like kids can sense if you don't like them Oh yeah. Like kids can sense oh, yeah. that. Adults can sense it. So like mm-hmm. kids can sense if you actually truly care. So I think yeah. that's also half of it. Like with the kiddo that I think about, I'm like, he probably knew that they were like, mm-hmm. he needs to yeah. leave, you know? Yeah. So that's sad, but no, I'm glad that we had some good feel stories and that was actually a cute little segue to our, our episode from yes. Sierra's um, episode to this one. So, so happy. I, um, I I know. So maybe next time we will have a special guest. There's actually a couple of people that I've been wanting to get on. I just haven't been able to finalize it because I'll be traveling a little bit. So we'll have to yeah, figure that out. Probably, but school is starting up again, so things are crazy. Kids um, are gonna, yeah, yeah. That's it's fine. We're going to figure it out. We're going to get some new guests on. But then also, I do just love these randomly sharing stories podcasts. I hope the list will rant. They really, it's the, I can't remember. Oh, it was so funny. I got a text from somebody. That was like, oh, I'm so pissed you didn't drop an episode Sunday because we do it every other Sunday. And she was like, oh, I'm disappointed. Like, I thought we would, I thought you would have had one. Um, I know, guys. But we just, every Sunday's a lot right now, but we can break it up eventually. At some point, when, when this podcast makes it, when all of our listeners share with all of their friends who share with their friends and like, <laughs> we're actually making money to drop episodes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever get there, you guys. <laughs> yes, we will. Look at look at that. We gotta be positive, Bailey. But yeah, That's we two, every right. every other week is like perfect for us because we have it some is. busy. We have a lot going on. It's a good cadence. We I have, like it. But I'm so loving this. I will say, I am good too. It happens. Right. Plus, I feel like I get to like see you and talk so much more. It's not I just know. like being like oh, I know. So you get to really see my good. wild facial expressions. That's what you miss. I love it. Those are my favorite things. <laughs> I'm kidding. There's so much more, but that is when one of them, we have video, obviously we're recording this on zoom at some point, we're going to have to put up some of the funny videos and like blooper reel. Right. Um, no, it is just so funny to get to see you be like, huh? Like your face (laughs) just changes. It's great. So we'll add those to the blooper reel. We're going to make it happen. It's going to be so funny, but yeah, we're so glad that you guys listened in. Please make sure you subscribe to our channel um wherever you listen to your podcast we're on spotify apple podcast or really anywhere you listen if you guys have a funny story you'd like to share or a heartwarming story really anything or you have questions or you want just to even like maybe be on the podcast you can email us at spadories at gmail.com that is s-p-e-d-o-r-i-e-s at gmail.com and guys I am so happy I just spelled that right because every time I do it wrong (laughs) Um, and we will be again dropping episodes every other week on Sundays Um, so please yes like subscribe listen share and have a great week so we hope things are going well and that you're loving it right and remember be kind to everybody all of you people whether you're in schools or not yes love each other okay thanks guys for listening yes And we will see you in two weeks. Bye.